Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Little Oracles podcast, an oracle for the everyday creative. I'm Allison Arth. It's another mini-sode, and today we're going to get into Look Alive Out There by Sloane Crosley and Debriefing by Susan Sontag, edited by Benjamin Taylor, and a little short story, Galatea by Madeline Miller. So without further sparrows and sandbags, let's get into the little reviews. Starting with Look Alive Out There by Sloane Crosley. So you might know Sloane Crosley from her debut collection of personal essays, I Was Told There'd Be Cake, which kind of blew up in 2008, or maybe from last year's novel Cult Classic, which also kind of blew up, or maybe from her cameo on Gossip Girl, a show that has blown up again and again and again. But even if you haven't heard of Sloane Crosley before now, I'm here to evangelize. Well, kind of, because I think she's really, really funny and really, really tender, like in a Carson McCullers kind of way, which in my opinion is huge, massive praise. So Look Alive Out There is another collection of personal essays, and they all capture Sloane Crosley's kind of signature wink-wink, nudge-nudge variety of humor that honestly sometimes makes me roll my eyes because it's so now, so referential of its own time and place, and it feels overdone sometimes. But aside from those moments, which I have to say are fewer and further between in this collection for me, her ability to snapshot an experience that's really stupid or ludicrous or even over the top with these crisp words and wit and so much compassion. It's honestly stultifying to me. So in this collection, stories that really stood out for me were The Grape Man, Immediate Family, The Wolf, and the super, super short, micro short, Rite Aid. And all of these, in their own ways, show off her derision of humankind and her abiding love for us weird and soft and mean little sacks of bones and tears and these beating, beautiful little hearts we all have. So she's often really self-deprecating. These are personal essays. And she isn't afraid of sounding petty or kind of despicable, honestly. And she has these ways of logging those moments with humor and a really light touch and they feel very real and relatable rather than off-putting or giving you a sense of oh my god I would never do that so I guess you could say she holds her pen very lightly do you know what I mean like she doesn't take life too seriously but that isn't to say she isn't serious about life and what I'm saying by that is that she writes with depth an emotion. She's not all surface or snark or just simplification, but she still writes about her life with a certain breeziness and ebullience that makes you want to read more and more. And she's just so real. And speaking of being real and of personal essays too, in a way, let's talk about Deep Briefing by Susan Sontag. So this is a collection not of Sontag's cultural criticism, the thing for which she's most famous and the thing for which you probably know her. It's a collection of her short fiction, which she started writing later on in her career. And I had no idea that she had done this. So I was really excited 
to discover this book. And what's so interesting about this collection is that it doesn't really feel like fiction. It feels like personal essays. Or I should say it feels like personal essays that were then fictionalized in this act of translation. It's really extraordinary, I gotta say. And if you're already a fan of Susan Sontag, or you're looking to explore work by some of the titans of essay and critique from the mid to late 20th century in the U.S., then definitely don't miss this. Some of the stories have the tenor or the tone of reportage, which you would expect from Susan Sontag, right? There's something really clinical almost about their expression and their detail and this kind of separation between the narrator or the POV character and the action. A lot of the time it feels very witnessed, you know, in the way a reporter might witness an event or have an experience, particularly the stories American Spirits and Project for a Trip to China. But there are other stories in this collection that are written with such a massive contrast to this that I honestly, I felt a little whiplashed occasionally. These stories like uh, Baby, which is written as a one-sided conversation, and the title story, Debriefing, which has this kind of strange incantatory quality. And you know what? Even though I said I was whiplashed, it actually worked for me in this weird way. It felt like a tour through Susan Sontag's disparate short fiction experiments, which technically I guess it is. And these stories were pulled together from across the various uh, publications they appeared in by the editor, Benjamin Taylor. And it's a book I keep thinking about. And in my world, that's very cool. And it's an indication that something in there affected me and or inspired me. And I'm just kind of rolling it around, you know, under my tongue, like a tiny grain of sand. And maybe someday I'll turn it into a pearl. I'll probably reread this book. And maybe you'll pick it up too. And if you do, definitely let me know what you think. And finally, a little short story that was recently published, Galatea by Madeline Miller, who you may know wrote Song of Achilles and Circe. Madeline Miller is a classicist, and so she writes about classical characters, and Galatea is no exception. This is a very famous story, which has seen many adaptations, the story of Pygmalion, the story of My Fair Lady. Galatea is pretty short, and it's told from Galatea's perspective. The source material is primarily the Metamorphoses by Ovid. Galatea isn't even named in that story. So Madeline Miller gives her an identity. She gives her a voice. She gives her a feminist agenda. And, you know, I'm here for it. This wasn't my favorite thing that Madeline Miller has ever written. It felt a little bit quick and kind of operated on the surface. What happened was a little bit expected, but I really enjoy Madeline Miller as a storyteller and as a word-by-word on-the-page writer as well. She's a pretty lyrical writer. She writes really pretty sentences, so I will probably read anything that she has written. So yeah, check it out. And there you go. 
Little mini so thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Give us a review if you like what we're doing over here at Little Oracles. It really helps the podcast. And if you want more big book energy and creative content, head over to the blog at littleoracles.com and follow on Instagram at littleoracles. Send me a DM if you want to join the Discord to talk with other creative-minded folks. And as always, take care, keep creating, and stay divine.